0: Hey, 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 everyone, Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja podcast, and I am super fired up, super pumped to introduce uh, someone really, really, really special to you guys. I've recently got connected to her through one of my dear friends, Manesh, in the UK, and what really inspired me and impressed me was she's just so much fun to hang around she's just so much fun to be around she's super super humble and you guys know you listen to me I am on a mission to raise professionalism and network marketing done online to unite the industry and make it sexy again and that is one of her missions as well with her set of skills uh, but she's also European which is so great and A lot of the Europeans I interview, you know, they've had decent success, they've kind of done the six figures and all that, and this incredible individual has built a team of over 400,000 absolute legends. Um, Some of her mentors are some some mentors of mine from a distance, and I'm just so excited to introduce Afrasini, my incredible new friend, to you all. How are you doing?
1: excellent, thank you for that introduction, Fraser. And I gotta say, like, I've been following you for such a long time, I think I told you when we actually connected, and you felt like you were so far away that literally when I got the opportunity through Minesh to get an introduction, I'm like, I got to talk to this guy mm-hmm. because you just got this amazing energy that radiates through the screen. Whenever you do a video, whenever you do a podcast, I just feel like I'm sitting there drinking my coffee with you. Uh, so thank you're, you for having you're, me.
0: <laughs> you're the best. You're, you're just way, you're way, too, you're way, way, way too cool. So Usually how I start these podcasts when, when, with guests, sometimes, I don't do it all the time, but I like, to do it, I like to do it most of the time, is I'll ask you some really quick fire questions if you're all right with that.
1: Of course, absolutely.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, pizza or pasta? Pasta. Ooh, what kind of pasta? Tortellini. Oh, I knew I loved you for a reason. I love, yeah?
1: gluten.
0: I love it, but gluten-free, so I've not been able to have it so much recently. Me
1: too. I haven't had pasta for a few weeks now, so right. I'm looking forward to it one day. Like, better go to Italy, though. I'll take <laughs> it a <in> place. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. We'll do that. We'll do that. I know you love to travel. So, um, all right. Uh, read, listen, or watch content when it comes to personal development.
1: Mm, listening is ultimately my favorite, mm-hmm. but lately I've been switching a lot to reading because I heard leaders or readers yeah, and I didn't like reading before, so now I've made it my mission to read more, and I've really got into it.
0: Yeah, you know what? I I, I love that. You know, I my organization was three hundred thousand. Your organization currently is four hundred thousand, so soon to be four million thousand. If that's even <laughs> enough, but yeah, it's four billion, right? Uh, four hundred thousand, and it's fun to see that that you're you similar to me. You know, um, I love to watch and listen. Reading not my biggest thing, but I'm doing more of it. Um, all right, beaches or cities?
1: Oh, depends on my mood. Wow. If it's a historical city, then I love to explore history. Nice. But if it's just a city, city like New York, um, not so much. Oh, so nice. I prefer to be beautiful in sunset on the beach, reading a good book.
0: Oh, I love that. That's all. So you've travelled to how? How many? Do you know how many countries you've been to? You've travelled
1: sixty-five to? and counting.
0: Sixty-five and counting. Jeez, that is. All right. So here, here's the question that I'm sure people want to know. Yeah. What or where is the best place you've ever visited?
1: See, I get this question asked a lot. And okay. the one thing that I say to people is that you got to put it in categories. Uh-huh. So in terms of like relaxation, my ultimate holiday was Maldives. Nice. I went over there in one of those places that literally the pictures do not do it justice. Nice. And I just, even though we're there for five days, I felt like I was there for a whole month yeah so in terms of adventure new zealand new zealand okay venture capital of the world and i can recommend you so many things to do like the awesome foursome heli biking skydiving whitewater rafting and in terms of history italy slash florence my favorite city in the world uh you know i can never get enough of that city i can just literally walk around for hours and just immerse myself in the richness of the culture and the statues is mm-hmm. just priceless me.
0: They also have a really crazy sport over in that city as well. They, they play it like once or twice a year. And it's basically mm-hmm. football combined with boxing, like bare knuckle boxing. It is, it's really, I, I forget the name of it, but it's like a massive tradition in Florence. Like they only do it like once or twice. At one, I think it's one oh. or two games a year. But it's, uh, it's it's really amazing. And, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Florence as well. Um,
1: Perfect. So we we'll have to totally do
0: that. Yeah, yeah. We have, we, have, we have to kind of like do the hand movement and the hand gestures that the Italians do, and you know, pizza parmigiana and all that sort of stuff. All right. So uh, I get to know you a little bit more by doing that. It's kind of a selfish quickfire uh, thing. So you have built your business because obviously people are thinking 400,000 people that is actually bigger than the population of some countries and some a lot of cities so how did how have you predominantly done it because a lot of it's been offline right
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so what have been the kind of what have been like the key fundamentals the key principles that you've followed to really make that happen because in order to do that you haven't recruited all 400,000 people you know, it's, it's been a lot of duplication, a lot of leadership development, a lot of trial and error, a lot of letdowns, a lot of a lot of stuff. What, what would you say being the key? And guys, for those of you listening, this is actually part one. So what we're going to do, the name of your podcast again, Afrasini? Freedom Creators. Freedom Creators. There we go. So Freedom Creators is going to be, uh, if you go find Freedom Creators, part two of this interview will be on Afrosini's um, podcast as well, which is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, fill, fill me in. What, what are some of the things that you, have that's worked for you over the years consistently to get the 400,000?
1: So, I mean, one of the things that uh, is key is how you get people started mm-hmm. because whatever you do right from the word get-go determines the level of duplication in your team. Mm-hmm. So if you're inviting the right way, chances are the person that you're inviting that just got started, they're going to be inviting the right way. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that my mentor said to me, when I first got started, he said, you have one first week, one first month, one first year. He goes, build a powerful story because you're going to have it with you for the rest of your life. And he said something to me that at the time I didn't realize that he wasn't, he basically said to me, don't sleep till you get six. And I actually took it literally because (laughs) (laughs) I thought, okay, if you told me that, that's what I need to do. So I literally didn't sleep until I got my first nine sales in 24 hours and I made my first 20 sales in 30 days. And essentially what that enabled me to do is that it raised the bar for my team at the beginning because for me, getting those six quickly was just, it's normal, you know, and whatever you define as normal from the beginning sets that bar for your team. Mm -hmm. So if you have a slow start, chances are your team will have slow starts because Mm -hmm. we know the speed of the team is determined by the speed of the leader. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that was one of the key things, but the biggest thing for me as well is that in my first week, I went to my first big training. So literally I got started on a Sunday and I met this guy that later on became my mentor. He was at the presentation. Uh, He was same age as me. And this is what, excited me i'm thinking i'm looking at this guy that's got the perfect life as far as i'm concerned he's got the money the time freedom the travel the adventure he's a cool guy and i'm like and he's only four months older so Mm -hmm. why is it that he's been able to achieve all those things even though he's not much older it just means that he's got the right vehicle so i went up to him and i said to him you know what do i need to do in order to get the success that you've got he said the biggest thing you got to do is that you have to come to a training. Now I was in London at the time. And I said, yeah, of course. When is it? He goes next weekend. I said, great. I can make that happen. I said, where is it? He goes, Los Angeles. And I'm like, huh? Okay. (laughs) Now he helped me in the sense that he didn't buy my excuses because at the time I was working 80 to hundred hours a week. I had a full-time job. I had two businesses. So I was like, very time poor. I just lost a bunch of money in the last uh, economic recession in real estate. That was one of my businesses. So, you know, I wasn't broke, but I had more mortgages than the apartments were worth and 40,000 pounds of credit card debt. So I can't exactly say I was in the best financial situation, Mm -hmm. but he didn't buy my excuses. He just said, look, if this is your shot at having freedom, I've never seen anybody create freedom and not come to these events. So if you're there, I'll know you're serious. If you're not there, I'll probably forget your name. Exactly. And I'm like, ooh, okay. (laughs) So I'm like, let me give you a reason to remember my name. You know, it was a lot of ego. back Then a lot of arrogance on my part. But that was the thing is that I went to that event. The event gave me the belief that I needed to go out and build this, you know, faster to a certain degree, even though I had very little time. I was able to build it fast because I collapsed the timeframes, and I just literally build my business. And this, I still up to this day, I build from event to event. Mm-hmm. And because my mentor taught me that from the beginning, this is exactly what I'm teaching the team. So, to a certain degree, I guess you know the success that we've been able to create the last few years has not been because of me. it's because we've got such a great training system.
0: Mm-hmm. And that and system being one of the key word being one of the key words, right? So like it's funny as well because my dad taught me the exact same thing. He said, "Right, we need to work on your story." And yeah. I, when I when I joined, I was like, "What? Well, don't you mean you got to work on my commissions? Don't you mean I got to work on my success? <laughs> don't you mean I got to work on my skills? Don't you, mean you need to work on my activities?" No, we need to, we need to build your story because you know, the whole facts tell story sell. And I was like, "He so said, we got to go, We got to go get you moving fast." And I think a lot of the people listening they might be hearing this now and they might be thinking, Oh, but my first week's already passed. My first month's already passed. My my first year's already passed. Uh, my advice, and I'm not too sure if yours is different or similar, but, um, is just make the decision that today is day one. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one day or day one. It's, it's always, it's always going to be your choice. So Mm -hmm. in terms of a system, like how, like, because obviously now, right, we're doing this, we're in lockdown. So the whole like physical events are, are a little bit uh, different, right? So if your culture is online, most people are like, you know, they're okay. And, and one of the defining things for me, and this is why I love having this conversation with you, is if you're all offline, you're all good. When the lockdown hits, then it's like, ooh. if you're all online and you don't do any offline, you're in big trouble because mm-hmm. there's no culture, there's no glue, there's no real relationships. Once you, and you meet someone on a screen, you can kind of remove them from the screen, you know? Yeah. Um, how have you, how has your system kind of evolved or like kind of grown through what, we've, what we're going through right now with the whole like world pandemic, mm-hmm. lockdown, whatever you want to call it? <laughs> yeah,
1: 2020 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, there we go. So look, the thing is, is that so what I've noticed is that it depends on how versatile the teams are. So, mm-hmm. so obviously, when we first started building the business was about eleven years ago. Zoom was not a thing. Facebook, man, if I just look at some of my Facebook posts past then, I used to refer to myself as third person. So I don't know what it was. <laughs> if Prosen is getting ready to do this, I'm like, okay, whatever. So you know, the social media was not really a thing back then. But of course, as over time, you've had to learn to evolve. And one of the things that I've always had in my mind is that I can build online, but I have to go offline with people to build leadership. And more importantly, is build relationships, uh, because people will give up on companies; they may give up on a product but it's more difficult for them to give up on a relationship on someone that feels like it's family. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to get that happening online. So Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that, you know, when this situation happened with the pandemic, we had a conversation with a lot of our leaders. So we said, look, you know, we have to adapt. And I've had some teams that were just offline and the ones that didn't adapt their momentum crashed. Yeah. And now they're trying to fix up and pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of teams that were really online, okay? They adapted very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I had some teams that were doing both and they adapted even quicker. Now, one of the things I've been saying to people and I'm still highlighting it to this day because we have some countries in our team that the lockdown has finished and we have some teams in our, you know, that the lockdown is still happening in their in their country. So I said to them, guys, Don't swing the pendulum too much. Keep doing both. Mm -hmm. Because if you swing the pendulum, you go straight away from, you know, I was online, but now I'm going to go completely offline again. If there's a second lockdown, you're going to find it difficult to adapt and go back to it again. But if you keep both, essentially it's going to enable you to build teams in other countries anyway. Because with different time zones, there's always somebody awake, right? 24-7
0: income (laughs) club. Exactly.
1: Right. You know, so, you know, if you want to build with a sense of urgency, there's always somebody that you can talk to. There's always somebody waking up. And at the end of the day is that when you're able to go offline and and the biggest challenge we probably had, Fraser, is our events that are the glue. Um, We've been able to take them online and do a fantastic job with them. But don't you ever just miss kind of going to an event and being able to give people a hug?
0: (laughs) Like, you know what, it's it's funny, right? Because I've, uh, we were talking about this because you're in Cyprus right now and I've just got back from Greece and you know, it's not the same country, but similar part of the world. right? Very close, very close. And there was, they were doing recognition and it's all in Greek, uh, which I like, you know, I've kind of picked up some of the words like, BAME is uh, like, let's go, which is like really, really cool. I, I, Um, I love, I love, honestly, the energy in that part of the world and you're in it right now, but like it's so incredible. I was not expecting it. I I was just not expecting it. And you can't feel the energy of people unless you are literally in front of their face Mm. or you have a significant skill in utilizing video or audio in in order to make that happen. So, I'm in this room, and there's a woman. She hits her rank, and you know she's, she gets past the microphone, and she starts telling a story. And they're kind of translating it to me and telling me what's going on, of um, that she was building a business. She was eight months pregnant, and unfortunately, she had a miscarriage. And you know, sadly, you know, all all, all the situation that went on yeah. that she was breaking down in tears. Wow. And as she came off the stage, after receiving her recognition everyone was touching elbows to elbows. No hugs, no kisses. No, you're all right. Just give me an elbow. And it was just very weird to see that. But I had, you know, companies have done a great job. Teams have done a great job of of utilizing online. I saw that Tony Robbins is just about to have his uh, UPW and that's going to be all online. And it's like people Mm -hmm. are doing different things and it's the, the skill of versatility and adaptation is just, I think fundamental. I think it's just fundamental, and I'm glad. I'm mm-hmm. glad that that's. I love that quote you just mentioned. People don't give up on relationships because it's true, right? It's yeah. True. Um. So you mentioned before about something that I'm I'm really I I love it because I'm big on assignments. So like, hey, like do this assignment. Like if they do it. You know, that means yep. they're going to probably do the rest of it. And if yep. they don't, they won't. What are some of the assignments that, that you've given to people over the years that's really helped you identify the potential leaders in the team?
1: Yeah. So one of the my favorite things to do is give them particular audios to listen to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, this one audio that... Uh, I won't mention the name of the person, but you know the name of the person. I have a feeling he's going to be on your podcast very soon. (laughs) It's called Mindset for Massive Success, and it literally prepares them for the journey. And it talks about, you know, the three rules in network marketing, you know, pay attention, get excited, never quit. And one of the things that I get people to do is that in the first 24 hours of joining, as well as putting together their list of names and watching some simple how-to videos like inviting and writing the list, who should be on that list. The third thing is I go, you know, when you go home tonight, listen to this audio, and tomorrow let me know when you've listened to it and the three main things you got from it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I got this from my, the founder of our company, mentored my mentor, and I got this from him because basically what he used to do is when he'd get a brand new person started, he would say to them, go buy the book, As a Man Thinketh" mm-hmm. by James Allen, powerful book. And then he would say to them, don't call me until you've read it. Yeah. And he'd say that because two things he'd look out for. One is how quickly they read it because they determine how hungry they are. Yeah. And two, if they read it, because then that would mean that they were coachable. Mm-hmm. Because then he would ask them questions about it. Because the thing is, is that sometimes if someone's willing to lie to you and go, Yeah, yeah, I read the book, you know, I'm ready to go, Fraser, and you ask them a couple of questions, you're able to determine they haven't read the book. Well, if they're lying about that, where else are they going to lie? Mm-hmm. So that- it kind of determines who you're working with, right? Oh,
0: 100%. I-, I couldn't agree with it more. And it's, and guys, for those of you listening, it's so important to know this you can do this online or offline. Like, I mean, I teach it in my book. I double dare you. I say like assignment one is to write your list. And then I even kind of encourage them a deadline, you know? So the the average person completes this assignment in 24 hours. Are you above average or below average? And mm -hmm. some people are like, yeah, but, but no one, no one's really doing it. Like, what do I do now? Go recruit some more people then. Mm -hmm. Like it should, I, I, I have the belief and I know you share the same philosophy is, is, it, you, your recruitment if you don't if you if, if you have the identification process in place that should motivate you to go and recruit more people because if you don't identify the person who you're going to pour into then it's like right i've got to go recruit recruit a new batch of people so it's uh, right so when it comes because obviously leadership development has been a gigantic part of the success that you that you've had obviously the getting started process helps you identify the people you're going to pour into um you know some people let you down some people start strong and they kind of like filter you just smiling because you know Um, (laughs) like some people start strong. like what are some of the things that you've been able to do to really like build that leadership has it just been like a series of you know is it just been like a series of just like getting to events hanging around with each other listen to this read this or is there been something that you've is it been like a secret sauce that you've used, a secret weapon that you use, a secret process that you've used that's really helped you, right, turbo this mm-hmm. process? Because 400,000 is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so look, it's uh, obviously that team is not because of me. It's because I've been blessed with amazing leaders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things is that is you've got to basically not be afraid to let your team fail and mm-hmm. fall down and get their knees bruised. And that was probably a difficult part for me at the beginning because the first few months I was getting a lot of addition, but they kept on talking about this multiplication and duplication and I'm like, I was good at putting people in the system. I had a 90% conversion ratio, Mm. which unfortunately gave me the ego that I didn't need to pay attention to the trainings because, you know, talking about earlier, we're talking about some of the greats like Jim Rowan and I remember my first mentor at the time gave me a Jim Rowan CD, Building Your Network Marketing Business. And it talks about, you know, getting a two out of 10. Mm-hmm. Of course, like I said to you, at the beginning of my journey, I had ego up to here and results down here, right? <laughs> <laughs> the
0: ego gap was <laughs> huge.
1: Exactly. So like, you know, the ego is like going, but well, this, whoever this gym guy is, because my brother was my sponsor in the business, And, you know, I would say, whoever this gym guy is, he's talking about a 2 out of 10. I'm getting a 9 out of 10. So clearly, I need to be teaching this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) the problem is, is that all of a sudden, I started seeing people in my team that didn't have the ego that I had getting bigger results than me. And that was the first slap because that's when I went... Hang on a minute, I'm more talented. I've got this. You know, why is it that they got bigger results? And that's when I essentially, you know, I remember going to a training and hearing what's more important your ego or your bank account.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And that was a big slap. So, you know, that's when I turned around and I thought, okay, I need to sit there and be able to look at what I'm doing wrong. You know, I eat a humble pie and take myself out of the, the equation and almost make it simpler and not make it about me, make it about the system. So that was the first lesson. Okay. Mm -hmm. the second thing was and my biggest development area was I was babysitting instead of leading. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my team would come to me with problems and I was very tempted to fix everything for them. So in the end, what would happen is that whenever there was a challenge, everybody called Efresini. And I remember going, you know, for dinner with my mentor one night, we're sitting around a table and my phone was just ringing off the hook. Phraser, like it was just non-stop non-stop and then I had two phones as well so one phone is ringing because one phone is with my Cyprus team the other phone is my UK team I'm literally walking around the restaurant and at the time I think I had a few hundred people in my team my mentor's got a few thousand people in his team but his phone is hardly ringing yeah so I'm looking at him and I'm going what am I doing wrong I'm like how, how did you get it to the point where your phone hardly rings, but your team keeps growing? And he said to me, He goes, When you keep solving people's problems, they'll keep coming to you with problems. Yeah. He goes, Stop fixing them and start pointing them towards solutions and to get them to fix it themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it was uncomfortable for me, especially if I saw my team making mistakes and I wanted to fix it. But then I realized, I gotta just let them make those mistakes, I gotta let them fall. I got to see who has what it takes to get back up and keep fighting when they take that slap, when they take that punch. Mm-hmm. And when I started stepping back a little bit and pushing my team forward, that's when I started developing leaders rather than developing followers.
0: Yeah, it's fun. I think I there's think a big difference between taking one step back to take three steps forward instead of taking one step forward to take three steps back. Yeah. Uh, I think too many people do this for... You know time freedom you feel that responsibility of like well oh, I'm, I'm their mother or i'm their father in this organization you know i've got to make sure guys when they sign that agreement when they start it most likely says an independent consultant an independent distributor an independent business owner not you are now a dependent business owner please contact ever if you have any problems or issues no no, no. not how it works you know, like, let's say I introduce you to the new James Bond movie and you don't like it. It's like, oh, Fraser, you you recommended me to this. I, I didn't like it. Like, I'm telling you that I didn't like this because you're to, bl-. like, no. Like, go speak to flipping Warner Studios or I don't even know who ever does James Bond movies or whatever it might be. <laughs> so so how, when you do a lot of this kind of coaching and obviously you're an incredible mentor, you mentioned your mentors and I love the fact that you kind of said that you had this big ego and now you have like literally none. And if you do, it's the positive ego, right? It's, it's, it's the good yeah. ego to push us forward. How much of it do you do offline? Like how much of it do you be like, right, you've got to fly over to my house. You've got to drive over to my house. We've got to meet up. We've got to do the event before the event, the event during the event, or we've got to do the event after the event. How much of it is done offline versus online?
1: Well, I mean, obviously before this situation happened with the lockdown, it was a lot um, and you know, they call me uh, jokingly the queen of international expansion ah, in, my, in my company. Cause mm-hmm. I love building new markets because I love the challenge of that new. It's almost like, you know, launching a new baby sort of thing, launching a new market. So I used to love doing tours and literally my travel schedule was crazy. And what I would do is I would give my team targets of what they needed to do for me to go out there and spend five days or seven days with them. And when I was working on a brand new team, I would go for a smaller period of time and I'd be like, okay, here's what you need to do for me to get there. And here's what I expect when I get there. You know, so for example, I expect minimum 10 meetings a day. You know, we're gonna do a launch party. And my ultimate goal is by the time that I leave, I'm not going to go there and do all the presentations for them. I'm going to go there and do some of the presentations. But my biggest goal is to go over there and help them duplicate Mm -hmm. so they feel like they don't need me, you know, by the time that I leave. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing is, is also building relationships when I get there as well. Because I know that, you know, when I'm away, that relationship is what's going to help to build the foundation. So I was probably doing... I would say 80% of my time was spent offline with doing tours, live events, two-on-ones, things like that. And 20% of my time was doing Zoom presentations and, you know, online trainings for new teams around the world. Yeah, which yeah, I think- Probably the other way around is probably 95% <laughs> online, of course.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you know I, think, I think it's a huge lesson for people to understand, though, that- if you don't get in front of someone at some point, even if you're building online now and we're in this lockdown, and you you know you may be able to get out your house, you can't go to events. Meet up with the people you've identified. Meet up with the people who are going on Zooms, who are bringing new people, who have got positive energy, who are stepping up, who are starting to build a team, who are doing the assignments, who are reading the books, who are listening to the audios, who are telling you what they've done, who are you know moaning about good things to moan about, how you can help them through it, instead of not going, ah, oh, the weather, uh, oh, this person's there. <laughs> they keep calling it and scanning it. You know, meet up with them. If you're in the UK, you live in London, they live in Manchester, meet up in Birmingham. And you might be thinking like, oh, yeah, but I'd rather spend the time, you know. But hang on a minute. Mm. The only way you get that one to turn into a 100,000 people is by you becoming their mentor and you can't be their mentor by just kind of broadcasting and Facebook lives and zoom presentations. Mentorship yeah. is done around the dinner table. It's done around the campfire. It's done around face to face, isn't it? Right. So, Absolutely. That, so now that obviously I'm so intrigued because my experience where I had 300,000 in my organization, I didn't work with any more than 40 people. And yeah. even that felt like a lot. Is, are you similar? Is it? Is it like, and when I say work with, I mean, like you speak to these people maybe like every week. Um, yeah. you know, like, do you have a similar number to that? Or
1: is- so I put them in categories. So I have like, you know, my category A, which is my, my producers, my runners, who I'm speaking to every single day, sometimes a couple of times a day.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I tend to have about 10 to 15 people in that category.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I've got category B, You know, this is like egos in training. Um, I'm speaking to them pretty much at least a couple of times a week, but not on a daily basis because maybe they're not producing at the level that I kind of expect to be fully running with them. Mm -hmm. And then I've got another category of people that they've got to the level where they're pretty much leaders and sustainable. But I've got that connection conversation happening with them every couple of weeks just to gauge the feeling, you know, where's their business at? you know, so I'm proactive with them to, you know, maybe they're a little bit off track, got to get that conversation back online with them. And that probably, I mean, I I guess I probably maybe, yeah, 30, 40 people is probably the number. Sometimes it's more than others. You know, I got through periods where, you know, did you make it on the list? And are you going to stay on the list? Or you might get knocked off the list a couple of weeks later.
0: And people deserve to be on the list, right? It's not like, Oh, can you can you message me like every two weeks because I think that would really help me. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I learned, I learned the hard way. To, I think I think a lot of us we again we get bruised, and it's appreciating the understanding. You know, sometimes bruises fade. Sometimes they might turn into a scar, but like it's not a tattoo. You know, it's not like a permanent thing. You remember it, but it's not gonna like you know. Um, and that's the goal. How many I always say that in order to you've got to become a network marketing gladiator. You've got to mm-hmm. win the fight of your life to gain your freedom because champions gain their freedom and there's never a champion ever that's not got scars and bruises and scratches to show for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's important. So I think what we'll do is we will wrap things up there for part one uh, and we'll head over to the Freedom Creators podcast for part two. Before I do that, I'm just going to give a big shout out to the, subscriber, mm-hmm. of the uh, subscriber of the week, which I'm literally going in right now to go and find who it is. Uh, let's see who it is. I'm, I'm doing this right. You can see me actually doing this now. So you got, you got the behind the scenes action here. Um, where are you? Why are you not showing up? Here we go. Yes. We're in, we're in, we're in, we're in. Right. So subscriber of the week is, Oh, where? No, this is not good. I can't sit for some reason. I can't find it anyway. I I
1: put a review in there or something.
0: <laughs> for, some, for some reason it's just, I know why. We're on airplane mode. There we go. See you guys. For those of you sticking around, it's going to be worth it. I promise you that. (laughs) This is what happens when it's a live audience. Um, Here we go. We're going to go. The subscriber of the week is Blackball. So Blackball says, wow, value, wow, value, five stars. How have I I now found this podcast? How have I not found this podcast sooner? There is so much value in these short, sharp episodes and podcasts. Uh, So easy to listen to. And I love that they are not hours long, short, sharp, valuable, free content to help you grow. Thank you. I'm beyond grateful for you. Blackball, if you can uh, do me a huge favor and message me on uh, Instagram, I can then send you over the $50 for being a subscriber of the week. So massive congrats. Frasini! you are awesome. And guys, I can't wait to see you all on part two over on the Freedom Creators podcast. So yeah, see you there, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. See you soon. (laughs)